0: At the age of 12 already, I had swellings here and there in the body, and I would have headaches all the time. And so when we just did this regular blood tests, something was wrong, and follow-ups showed that I had this disease as well. At that time, they couldn't really connect FSGS with CMT. They thought that it was too different. So it wasn't until they found out what type of CMT that I have that they could do this conclusion that they too have this mutation in common.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Chris and Lizzo. We are a brother-sister team. And on behalf of the Charcot-Marie-Tooth Association, aka CMTA, we are coming at you.
2: Coming at you from coast to coast. I'm in California (laughs) and Chris is in the Green Mountain state of Vermont.
1: That's right. It's finally getting green. Good. We're into May. We just lost the snow last week, so this is another episode of our podcast. Name what, Lizzo? CMT for me. CMT, the number four, me. And that's right, folks. CMT for me, a community-focused podcast dedicated to those with CMT, giving them a voice in the community to share their stories, good or bad, their successes, their challenges, and much, much more. That's a great intro. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. So I, was wondering, I did an awesome job there, didn't I? You do.
2: You always do such an awesome job. I always job. crush so it. am proud of you. You crush Perfect.
1: it. Yeah. Yep.
2: So before we get into the podcast, the meat of the podcast, what are your travel plans for the summer? Are you doing anything with me or?
1: What is the meat of the podcast?
2: <laughs> the main guest.
1: Oh, you like all those? Like, I'll just dip my toe in the water. <laughs> yes. The meat of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So confusing. Right. Just let so um, bring that up. Travel plans. Well, Lila graduates from college in a couple of weeks from University of Virginia. We're going to take her to Hawaii, which is going to be cool. Nice. Yeah. See a really good friend of mine, my best friend Rick and his family. I haven't seen him for maybe in Hawaii anyways, for 15, 20 years. Wow. So that'll be great. That's the big trip. And you're going to join us too for graduation, right? University I of Virginia.
2: Flying to Vermont, then to Virginia. And then coming back, I wish I were invited to Hawaii, but I didn't get the invitation. Nope.
1: nope. But that's
2: okay because I'm going to Tanzania this summer in oh, wow. June. Aren't
1: you special?
2: I know, right? We have friends there and we're going to go on safari. So
1: nice. You don't want to have friends there.
2: Well, we went there 20 years ago. Oh, that's
1: right. That and my father
2: was murdered six months after our trip. And we helped put their kids through school. And he had six kids, which was nothing compared to U.S. education. They've all grown up. We haven't seen each other in 20 years. I've never met the kids. I've never met the wife. And the son, the eldest son, Joseph, he actually has a safari business now, working like his dad did. And he's the one that's bringing us on safari. So it's going to be a huge reunion and Johan's going. So really excited about it. Yeah, really excited.
1: Very fortunate.
2: But you know... I would love to go to the Nordic countries.
1: Oh, so would I.
2: Do you know what the Nordic countries are? Yep. I wrote them totally. down for you. <laughs> I know them. you didn't have
1: to. I know them. And by the way, I'm not, I can just repeat them. Sweden, Finland, okay, Iceland, Denmark, and Norway. I mean, it's pretty simple.
2: What's the difference between the Nordic countries and the Scandinavian countries?
1: I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. it brings back bad memories.
2: <laughs> would you ever want to go to like, there's really cool things to do, like the Aurealis Borealis? I think I said that right the lights in the sky oh, Yes, and then like you can sleep in an ice castle. There's an ice yeah, castle be you cool. Go and chill on an ice castle. Get that.
1: Chill. How about dog sledding?
2: You can go. <laughs> I don't know. Dog sledding might be cool, but your allergies might act up. So just I know I'm highly EpiPen. allergic
1: to dogs. I know. Can... I don't need an EpiPen, just an inhaler, but listen.
2: Yeah. I had 20 of them. Oh my gosh. Stop it. You stop it. Just go take an inhaler right now. You can't. Can you speak Swedish?
1: And I speak Swedish.
2: I don't know. Or Finnish.
1: I can speak Swedish. You know, that's one of the common languages I speak here in Vermont. (laughs) I mean, right? Okay. Give me some Swedish. Hey, Langor. What does that mean? Snap visor. You know what that is? (laughs) That's like a drinking song. You must know that, right? Supti snug. (laughs) And fika. That means you like meat for coffee. And soca gris. You're a sugar pig. You just like sugar. You like sugar. And la gomme. Just right. See, Lizzo? I've got it. You are amazing. And I was watching you,
2: and our guest, who is Swedish, was just... Oh, wait. Avos Garva.
1: I think that's it. Something I think it means laughing your head off. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. And that's exactly what she's doing, too. And you know where you love to eat? Dunkin'. Donuts? No, that's Swedish for McDonald's. I can't oh believe God. you didn't know that stuff. Listen, I want I, to... Inter- in closing, you which I'll bring this up again. Din Likens' oof. That <laughs> means you have a good life. We are very fortunate. So there you go, folks. So our guest... Anybody in the podcast would like me to YouTube how to speak Sweden Swedish. I got it. I, again, nailed it again.
2: You are so embarrassing. I thought one or two things, but you just went on and on. And our guest, who is from Sweden and lives in Sweden, is just cracking up, and she's yes. putting her hand over her mouth, like "Oh my god, yes, what is I think he it's talking
1: about?" Garba. <laughs> I want <garba>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she can start the podcast. She needs to recover. She just fell off the chair, folks. Laying (laughs) on the ground.
2: Will you stop? Can I introduce her? (laughs) Yes, let's get on with it. (laughs) Camilla Stevenson. And she wrote in and she wanted to be on our podcast. Hello,
1: Camilla. Hey, welcome, Camilla. Are you having fun yet?
0: (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We talked to you last week. You're very yeah. inspiring and an amazing woman, and I want to get to know you better. We'd like to get to know you better, well, so tell us a listeners,
1: little. Right? Well, yeah, we. I mean, unbelievable. But L- Lizzo, just as you said, unbelievable story, the background, the perseverance, everything. So we're excited, Camilla. Thanks for taking the time. And by the way, folks, it is 4:45 here on the East Coast. And it is, what is that, Camilla, 10.45 where you are?
2: Yes, that's Okay,
1: that's a commitment right there, 10.45 p.m.
2: Yeah, so she's very dedicated and she's up and she looks like she's full of life and energy. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Camilla. Why did you want to come on our podcast?
0: First of all, thank you for having me. And the reason for me having this podcast is because I want to inspire other people with CMT out there that despite the hardships and despite the conditions and all of the struggles that we're having, there is still light in the tunnel, so to say. And I want to tell my story to inspire and to let people know that it's still possible to live a fully normal life.
1: Yes. So where do we start, Lizzo? Maybe where, where she was born and how she ended up in Sweden. In Sweden. Okay. Okay.
0: Yes. Go for so it. yes, I was born in Uzbekistan. It's a country in Central Asia. And I came to Sweden as a 11-year-old little girl together with my father and his wife. And so I have been living in Sweden for 18 years and I consider Sweden as my home. You're um, very proud of that, right? You being in I Sweden. Am, yes. Are Swedish. I am.
1: yes. And I consider I Sweden my home as well, so. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> what did you think of his accent and all that, his words?
0: It sounded legit.
2: Oh, my God. Please. Just a little
0: training. But other than that, I think it sounded quite good.
1: Okay.
2: (laughs) Really, we need to talk after
1: Camilla. So tell us about why you moved to Sweden at that age. And you also said it was with your father's wife. You didn't say
2: your your mom. So what happened there? Yes.
0: So my mom passed away when I was two years old. And so I never had this chance to actually get to know her. And I don't have any memories of her. So I None was at waiting. all? You have no, no memories at all? Nothing? No, I don't. Okay. Yes. And maybe in a way it's good because what makes us sad when people pass away are, is all the memories that you have with those people, right? So when you don't have them, I think it's easier to cope, I think, mm-hmm. in a way. So I was raised by my father's parents, basically, by my grandparents. It was your father's parents? Yes, it was my father's parents. Yes. Okay, so what happened to your mom? How did she die? She died from kidney failure. She had a kidney disease. And basically, she hadn't had the option to get transplanted. And so she died from kidney failure two years after giving birth to me. Was that related to CMT? Yes. So tell us
2: about that because we don't hear about this very, it's very rare to have that combination. And
1: just so you know, Elizabeth said, tell our listeners about that to everything you said. So I don't know where you want to start, but... Yeah, I'll just let her talk. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. That'd be good.
0: Yes. So I have a rare type of rare disease. My type is called CMT-D-I-E, which sounds a bit tragic. (laughs) CMT-D-I-E. Yes. Yeah, it does. And... So this mutation that I have, it can give you two different diseases. So they're not related to each other, but, you know, you can get both of them with this one mutation, basically. And so what happened is that my mom had both of them. So she had CMT and then she had this kidney problem as well, kidney Mm. issues. And so I inherited that as well. So I had that as well. Uh, So it's a a 50-50
2: chance of passing it down. I talked to someone at the CMT. I talked to Kenny B. Oh, he
1: knows.
2: Yeah, he knows. And he said, it's the IFN2 gene. And not everyone with this mutation has the kidney problem that goes along with it. But some people do. And your mom was one of those cases. So living in Uzbekistan, did she know she had CMT
0: with this kidney thing? or Probably not. Probably not. I think that they couldn't, that she hadn't a diagnosis to to begin with. Yeah,
1: they probably could not diagnose it. I mean, the fact that it's rare and we're still learning so much about CMT now.
0: This was back in 95. I mean, it was 20, 25 years ago. So Yeah.
1: And there must be a very small population of individuals diagnosed with CMT DIE. I mean, it's really the first time I've heard of it. Yes. Lizzo, do you know? um, Or just Kenny?
2: Yeah, I'll have to put the statistics after. Yeah, I, I mean... Camilla, you had some
1: statistics. T- 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 there t- we go. <laughs> that sounded great. Do you try it. Was <laughs> that supposed to be in Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk that way.
0: Yes. When I first got this diagnosis, I remember that my doctor, he was a researcher at Karolinska. It's the biggest hospital in Sweden. I was nervous and he was like, well, where do I start? And explaining what you have. He started to explain that I have CMT What it is and what the outcome is, what to expect in the future. And then he just stopped a bit and then, well, you know what? You actually have a rare type of this rare disease. He was so serious the facial expression. Yeah. I was worried that it was something, it was something really bad. And then he smiled and said, well, you're unique. Just so you know, it's only 16 people in the whole world having this rare type. And this was back in 2009. I'm not sure how many people there are now, but at that time it was 16 people. I had never heard about CMT. I had no idea about what it was, but then it felt good that I at least had a name of this disease of what I was having. And so, yeah, 16 people is really rare.
1: And that diagnosis was what, at the age of 15, did you say?
0: 14, 15,
2: yes,
1: yes, yes. So
2: at the time you were in Sweden and beforehand you had some symptoms growing up and did anybody say you might have some neurological
0: disease? I think I was around five, six when I started to fall. I would just run and fall and I I didn't have an explanation to why I would fall so much. I would play with my friends and I would just fall and I couldn't just explain it. But we didn't think about that much about it. Until I was 12 years old, when I started to get drop feet, that was one mm. of the first symptoms, basically. I could have flip-flops on and just run around, and all of a sudden, I couldn't anymore. They mm. would just fall off. And so you and were living
2: and- with your grandparents at the time, because your grandparents on your father's side, the father's parents brought you up, right? Yes. Yeah. And so did they give any explanation? or
0: Since the symptoms started after I moved to Sweden, they never knew about that, to be honest. So I, I told my grandma over the phone, I was like, I have this disease. And I think that my mom had the same. And she's like, well, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Oh. I don't believe that you have this. Oh, <laughs> so, really? Yeah, She, I think she was protective detective in a way.
1: You um, told your grandmother you didn't say this to your father?
0: Uh, my father, he knew about this. I mean, he went to the doctors together with me. Okay. It came as a shock to everyone that I had it because I was perfectly normal until I was 12. And then all of a sudden I started to walk like this.
1: When you were told that you have this type of CMT, how'd you respond to that?
0: Well, the first thing I I experienced, I felt was shock. I knew that something was wrong, but I couldn't tell what it was. And when I finally got the diagnosis, I felt like, well, I had all of these questions. What would happen in the future? Yeah. I'm going to sit in a wheelchair. Am I going to be able to move my legs in the future? Or what's going to happen? I was afraid of the future. I was feeling all of these different emotions at the same time. And it's hard to just pinpoint and say yeah. I was feeling it. it. was just emotions. And it was, it was tough. But at the same time, I had this strange feeling of coolness. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. that's because I still was a kid. And I didn't understand the seriousness of this in a way. And so I didn't think that much after, to be honest. I got my first dictus band, ankle braces that you have. Okay. Lift your feet up if you have drop feet. I got them and I I could walk again normally. I was happy.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. And then I didn't think about it that much. I didn't want it to affect my life.
2: Who did you talk to about all this? Like all these feelings that you're having emotions?
0: (sighs) No one, to be honest. No one. I didn't have a great relationship with my father, so he wouldn't be the first one I would go to, to talk. I didn't have anyone at that moment, to be Boy, honest. That must these, have been hard. These it was really hard. Deep down, I tried to just hide my emotions. I tried mm-hmm. to just think about it, basically.
1: Yeah, and then with the relationship with your grandmother, you had referenced, she just said, oh, you don't have this, right? So you really didn't have her to talk to, and you yeah. guys were really close. So that's yeah. interesting, right? What
0: happened to your mom's parents? It's an interesting story as well. So after my mom died, they wanted to have me back, my grandma, but they weren't allowed by my grandparents on my father's side. I, I don't have the exact picture of what happened, but they lost contact. And so I never had the chance to actually meet with my grandma on my mother's side. She passed away, sadly, I think in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. I never had a chance to talk to her, actually.
2: Ah, oh, that's how do you feel about that?
0: It's hard. It's hard. I have done this twenty-three and me. You know, I found everyone who is alive. I'm sad that I didn't find her on time. I was too late. So I had all of these questions I wanted to ask her oh, about. Sure. my sure. So yeah, yeah.
2: would your father be able to fill you in a little bit about your mom? Did
0: you? Do you have a picture about your mom now? Yes, like, I have.
2: I have. Tell us about her.
0: She was kind-hearted, from what I have heard from other people really keen to helping others and she would never complain about her conditions even though she would struggle walking you know at that time they didn't have any ankle braces or any other help with the symptoms and that she would be ashamed sometimes of her mm. walking she would never complain about it but she would be ashamed of it how people would just point at her and yeah
1: yeah, I would imagine um, that, that's a tough thing. And I even think when we talk to you, which I'm not trying to fast forward, but I think that's something you felt as well, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. I, I did. And I did that for several years, to be honest, especially, okay. you know, if I would go swimming or any activities where I don't have my shoes on and what I need to walk this specific way. Even if no one would look at me, I would just have this feeling of everyone is looking at me. Yeah. Sure. I felt really... Uh, stressed. And I think I had that for at least five, six years.
2: What kept you going, Camilla? What kept you moving forward and not breaking down? Because you've had a lot of stress in your life, a lot of things happening, but you have this very strong energy and you keep going. So where does that come from?
0: Well, I think it has to do with all the love that I got from my grandparents. They really loved me. I think it's, the first years of any child's life are super important. And I think if you feel loved, it's the ground, it's the base for everything else. I can't explain this feeling, but I had this energy inside of me. I like I, I wanted to live. I don't want to quit. Something was pushing me. I can't explain what, but you know, I didn't want to quit. I want to live. I still have that well, energy. And- I know oh, you, do. Yeah, and,
1: you do. And um, and let's tell our listeners a little bit about So as I put the map together here, the timeline, you're diagnosed at, I think, 13 or 14. I believe what that was 2009. Yes. And then you left the house, didn't you, at the age of like 15?
2: Yes. She was in Sweden already.
1: Yes. Right. And then you left your father. And just tell us about what was going on there in terms of with your father his wife and the wife's daughter and what led up to that. I mean, that takes a lot to just move on.
0: And I think that also gives you motivation to keep going when you Mm -hmm. go through these kinds of uh, hardships, basically. Yeah. So when we moved to Sweden, something was wrong. I felt something was wrong. And my relationship with my father's wife never got to any good level, so to say. Yeah. It would always be something that I would do wrong. Either if it's just washing the dishes, cleaning the house, or whatever I would do, it wouldn't be enough. It would be wrong. It wouldn't be enough. And it started from smaller things, washing too slow to, you know, more and more things. It got to a point where she would physically hit me, uh, where she would, you know, make fun of my feet, my legs, the walking, the kind of walking I do, and her daughter would do the same. So they would do it together. And my father would be on her side. So I felt abandoned, I felt betrayed in a way right. by someone that I thought that I could trust. Things got worse at the age of 15, I moved out from the house basically. Now the thing is that I never felt that I would that was my home to be honest. Now I'm being extremely open and telling all yes. the details here. Right. This is something that I have been ashamed of earlier to be honest, but there were days where Uh, When I would, you know, just sleep outside. Like Mm -hmm. I would sleep outside to not just go home, just to not see her. I had this fear of being interrogated again, of being hit. And so I would literally stay outside to not go home. So I never felt like it was my home. And so I left when I was 15, ended up in a Swedish family. And I would live there for, I think I lived there for approximately three years. So until- Three years. What was
2: this family like? Did they accept you? Did they understand you?
0: Yes, they did. I'm really thankful for this uh, opportunity to be able to live a normal life. Finally, again, just be able to come home. This is not a big deal for a lot of people to just come home. But now I could suddenly come home whenever I want and feel that I'm safe. And so it, it was a great feeling, to be honest- they were really nice people. They had grown up adult kids that didn't live together with them. So they had a room for me. It was nice.
1: So it sounds like you never really felt your father's home was your home. It was just like a stop along your journey.
0: And you right? didn't even want to
2: go to Sweden in the first place, did you? No. But no. you're not no. happy now, but you were taken away from your grandparents yes. abruptly.
0: Yes. So this is another story as well. So up until... I was 11. I thought that my grandma was my mother. So this was another family secret that they kept. And I would literally call her mom. And this is ironic because I would oftentimes watch on the TV, you know, about orphan kids. And I would say, oh, they don't have parents. And I'm so lucky to have parents. And then I was the one who didn't have (laughs) a mom. Yeah. So I found out when I was 11 that my mom passed away and that I was raised by my grandma and not my mom. And it came as a shock. My father's wife told me that just in a rage. And so I, I didn't have the chance to just sit down and talk about it, but rather just words coming at me. And so when I moved to Sweden, it was kind of hard to separate from my grandma. It was really hard. The first year I just cried continuously oh. without her. And I think she cried as well. That we had a hard time as well to just let me go. And I remember the day as if it, it was yesterday. And we left in a taxi and I was just looking, you know, at, from the window on the backseat. And my grandma was like literally standing there and was like just waving and crying. And I was like, it was super emotional.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: I can't even
2: imagine.
1: And that image, good or bad, is something that you can remember all the details, right? It was something that impactful.
2: Yes, yes. And were you it, ever right. able to
0: see her again? No, I wasn't. Um, we had uh, phone contact all these years.
1: Yes. Okay. And so listeners, the story gets much better, right? And that tells you a lot about yes. Camilla. So now, right, you're out of the house at 15 and then you move in with this family and then tell us about the kidney issues as a result of your CMT.
0: Yes. So I got the diagnosis. Actually, the the kidney disease is called FSGS.
1: FSGS.
0: Yes it stands for focal glomerulosclerosis, I think. But what happens is that tiny, tiny filters that you have on your kidneys, they start to get scarred, basically, and they can't filter the blood anymore. So the kidney becomes useless. And I think at the age of 12 already, I had swellings here and there in the body, and I would have headaches all the time. And so when we just Did this regular blood tests something was wrong and follow ups showed that I had this disease as well. At that time, they couldn't really connect FSGS with CMT. They thought that it was too different. So it wasn't until they found out what type of CMT that I have that they could do this conclusion that they too have this mutation in common. And so everything was fine. I was taking my medications until I was twenty, and when I gave birth to my daughter. Um, congratulations yeah thank you
1: and her Um, name
0: her name is Sophia
1: Sophia okay awesome
0: She is almost eight it was a long time ago this happened and so I think five months after I gave birth to her I started to get worse so my kidneys stopped working and I started doing dialysis
2: what was that like
0: it was tough it was super tough you have a one-year-old at home you have a husband who needs to work at the same time and then take care of yourself and then take care of your daughter. It's tough. And at the same time, all of these questions, will I ever get a kidney? Will I die now? Is it the end? Oh, that must Um, have been terrifying. Yes, it was. And for a period of time, I got depression. I was depressed. It was like my life was paused. Do you and ever think confident. that maybe
2: this is how your... Mo- were you able to relate to your mother at this point? Like ever think that maybe your mother had some of these same thoughts that you were having? I know she yes. didn't do dialysis, right?
0: Yes. She did dialysis as oh, well. She did. She yes. Oh. She
2: did. Yes.
0: I definitely had those thoughts. I couldn't imagine how it was like knowing that you will die. And hmm. then you have a kid at the same time. I can't even imagine how that felt. Now I had hopes still because I'm living in Sweden. We have a great healthcare, and so I had hopes, of course, that I would get a transplant sooner or later. But you imagine living in a country and you know that you will never get it. You're gonna die someday soon, and then you have a child, and I, I can't imagine how that felt. And I have the have had all of these, you know, emotions and uh, thoughts about, you know, life. Would I survive or not? You it was hard. And so I was on the dialysis for 10 months, I think, 10, 11 months, approximately. Wow. It went pretty fast, to be honest, because the average waiting time is two years. Ah. And so I got a kidney transplant in 2016 from a disease donor. donor. I, I have no information about this person. Everything is anonymous, so I have no idea of who this was. I, I only know that this was someone in their 30s. So a young man or
1: woman, basically. Is there a part of you that wants to know who that was? Yes. Right? Absolutely.
0: Yes. And absolutely. you never
1: know. Maybe wow. that individual listened to this podcast and that's your thank you. Who knows?
0: Yeah. That was a disease donor. So I don't think that he's listening or she well, But yeah, yeah, correct. But I, I still wanted to say thank you to parents or whoever. Yeah. Is. But then at the same time, I, I understand why this is anonymous. Yeah. It's not... For sure, given that they were on his side as well. Maybe mm-hmm. he wanted to donate, but they w- didn't want him to donate. So, when sometimes you sometimes better. Yeah. Yeah. And when not you lose to be so close. know how they are feeling, what they are feeling. So, but absolutely, I had that, I, that idea. I, I felt like reborn, so to say. I wanted to thank them a lot.
1: Uh, sure. So, I that was not- successful.
0: It was successful. Great. Yes.
1: It, your husband must be awesome. Right. Yes. I mean, you have a daughter, Sophia. Your husband's name is Ludwig. No, I'm just kidding.
0: That's (laughs) a Swedish name. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? (laughs) Can you pronounce that, Chris? (laughs)
1: Ludwig.
0: (laughs) That's not his name, is it? No, it's not.
1: (laughs) 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 No, what is his name again?
0: His name is Akmal. So it's A-K-M-A-L. It's a typical Uzbek Name. Right. So, <laughs> so,
1: so tell us a little bit about him and that. He it just sounds like from the pre-interview, he's really your rock and just so supportive. So yes. it's so yes. great.
0: He has been supporting me all through this journey. We have been through a lot of hardships, a lot. It's tough to work at the same time and to deal with this. But he works and you work. Yes. Now we both work. Yes. I work as a product manager. Yeah. And he is a software engineer. So we both work in IT.
2: How did you even go to school with all this? I mean it wasn't were you,
0: was your mind focused on school? Well, it wasn't <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but how I do been? you? It right. It was hard. So basically there is another hardship that I had in my life. I started all over again because when I was 18 and I got my first apartment, I needed to work. I didn't have time to study. I needed to work to provide for myself basically. And so I got that chance first after my daughter was born. And so I started studying at the age of 24. I had a child and I was studying at the same time. And then here I am. So
1: well, You make it sound so easy, right? Yes. I
0: know, but she was taking medications to keep her
2: kidney, right? To keep it from yes. rejecting.
1: Yes. Right. That, raising a daughter, having CMT, trying to develop your career, going to school. Yes. So did you get a job when you finished your studies? Right yes. away, and you did, yeah.
0: Yes. So I studied software engineering, and that's why I started working as well. And then I changed my career path just recently, and now working as a product manager, basically. Wow.
2: You're an
1: amazing woman. You sure are. You. <laughs> I mean, incredible.
2: Camila, how do you have a... You don't really have a blueprint for raising kids. I know you probably know what not to do. Was that a challenge? For you or did it come naturally like this is how i want to raise my child
0: no i think it came kind of naturally i think when you go through hardships in life you have gone through that and you know what you want to learn and teach your kids to better pass this if they would ever encounter hardship so that they know how to pass through it so to say since i had that experience i knew what i want to have in her what i want to teach her basically yeah What have you told her
2: about your own CMT or have you told her, or she must know the dialysis went on and all this. So have you been open with her or?
0: Yes, I have. She was still small when I was on dialysis, so she didn't understand at that time. Mm -hmm. But of course, she asks what the scars are from, where they Mm -hmm. come from. And I tell her that I had kidney failure and I was doing dialysis. And of course, she has noticed how I walk. So she asks, of course, what that is, why I walk the way I walk. And then I explained to her that, you know, so this is the disease that I have. And this is one of the symptoms that you have when you have this disease. And her grandma had the same disease, basically. And she, she can say something like, oh, and it's so great that I don't have it. And I'm like, yes, it is. Right. That's it is right. Great. So you she know? does not have that gene. She
1: doesn't have it. Yes, yeah. she
0: does not Fantastic. have that gene. We have tested her and she, she has not. Have that gene. And
1: Did, was that like a sense of relief to you that yeah. she does not have that? Yes. Like when you yes. right, I assume. I mean, it was, but, the you know, to I, that, but you have to feel like, oh, thank God.
0: Yes. It was a strange feeling because I called the doctor the day after and I was literally, can you please test her again? I'm so worried. Can you just test her once again? And he reassured me and, no, she doesn't have it. But I, I had that feeling, you know, I couldn't just take it in. Oh, okay. She doesn't have it, but I needed to call again and ask. Yeah.
1: You're right. I you would know, too. He'd probably call third time, fourth time, call every week.
2: Yeah, he yeah. would have a weekly blood test for oh, his I would. kids, right? Yep. They would just
1: They'd be going like on. blocking the door and not letting me in anymore.
0: <laughs> that, that would not be sustainable, right? That would be right. really
1: hard. I wanted to ask you, so in terms of your independence and a lot of your personality, your traits, et cetera, do you think your grandmother had a lot of influence on those?
0: Yes, definitely. I think so. Yes. I mean, whatever I would do, she would just encourage me to do that. She would. She would always support me and she would always tell me how good I am at what I'm doing to always believe in me. So I think, of course, yes, I think so. Um, God for her. Totally. Instill that in you. Yes. And And
1: just that recognition. So important. Right. That positive. Yes. Yes. It's really just those words can be so encouraging. Right.
2: So Camilla, I heard from you about a year ago and then I didn't hear from you. And then I did hear from you. What happened to you during those six months?
0: Yes. So initially I contacted you about a year ago and I wanted to do this podcast and then I just disappeared. The reason for that is that my grandma passed away sadly at that time. And I had all of these emotions and feelings and I didn't see anything else than just... sure sorrow and um so it, it, grief I'm so um, it sorry. was hard to know that she was alone, I wasn't there, I couldn't support mm. her I couldn't be there on her side by, by her side and and I would blame myself for not being there. She has always been there for me, and I wasn't there for her, basically, so I had these kinds of feelings, and also that I couldn't say goodbye properly mm-hmm. to her so so it was tough. Have you worked through that in a way i have grief is difficult it's a, a long version. time yes and it takes a long time and to be honest i haven't been able to look at her photos yet yeah still so, oh, yeah that i haven't time because i do i it's just all of these emotions come back and i sure. try to yeah so so i haven't actually done that for a year now
1: the time will come yes. right you'll know when you're ready yes i'm sure it will happen at some point
2: and what yes. a beautiful foundation she gave you
0: yes i completely agree That was the most important thing that she could do for me.
1: And so with that, I think about within your family, in terms of what you just said your grandmother did for you, what do you hope that you can give to your daughter?
0: I hope that I will give the same to her. The confidence, you know, eagerness to always be open, to always to try to learn from others. To always be that person that gives the helping hand to anyone that would need it. And I always try to explain to her that if you would ever be in that situation, would you want someone to help you? Then do the same to someone else. And so, yeah, I would do the same for her as my mom added. You
1: also mentioned you really want to instill in her never to be ashamed.
0: Yes, that also. I think this is something that a lot of people with CMT experiences. They feel ashamed of how they walk or maybe the braces that they have, that something is different and not like others. And although my daughter doesn't have CMT, I still want her to not be ashamed of her body, regardless of how, how she looks, how it looks. I want her to look up and say, I am enough as I am. And this is me. I am unique. There is no one else like me. I am unique and I am me. That's what I want to tell her. That's what I want her to know. So what I do actually is that I, I try to remind her to go to and stand in front of a mirror and just say to herself, I am good at what I'm doing. I'm a nice person and I deserve to have a good life. I try to make her actually take steps to feel the way she, yeah. she needs to feel and not be ashamed. It's beautiful. So, and that's is what beautiful. I everyone that have CMT and struggling look up in the mirror you are beautiful as you are you're unique I was I would ask myself before like why on earth did I get this why would I get this why can't I just be normal and then it just hit me I am normal I'm normal the way I am this is my normal state this is my body that I was given and all of a sudden I started to appreciate myself in another way in a whole different way and I still do that. I actually still do um, look on the mirror and talk to myself.
1: Oh, that's great. It
0: might sound a bit crazy, but...
1: No, I do. it's very inspiring. So if we could, Alyssa and I just want to jump through the screen and give you a big hug. Right I know. Now,
0: so. I, I, that's what I, I do
1: like the whole I'm, time. <laughs> I am like teary-eyed with joy just on your story. You are an amazing individual. What you just gave back to our listeners in the last... Amazing. One minute is incredible. That's very impactful. Very well spoken and thoughtful, and it's just amazing.
2: I was just wondering how you see your life today going forward, and what is your Hmm. thinking and drive? And what are you? Do you have fears? Do you not? Do you wish not to look at the fears? What's your outlook? I guess. Well, I have
0: fears. I think everyone has fears. You can be secure and feel safe, but you still have your fears. The fears that I have are legit because of my condition. Sometimes I think about the future still. What will happen? Will I be able to do the basic things like taking showers and doing this and that Mm -hmm. in basic things? I'm afraid. But I think that since I have gone through so many hardships, I think I'm going to handle that as well. I'm going to be able to handle that. So I know you will. I try to look positively at it because, hey, I can either look negatively at it and be depressed or I can look positively at it. It's going to come either way. It's going to come either way. So I, I choose to look positively at it. Life itself is a blessing. I'm I'm living
1: well you've, to adopt you've,
0: you right now. Can I Yeah, I will you? too. You'll be we'll share the <laughs> so, adoption. The whole family.
1: <laughs> <your>, yeah.
2: <laughs> you are daughter, our family now. <laughs> Ludwig, your daughter,
1: <laughs> Sophia.
0: Thank you
1: so much. Thank you so much. No, so it's fair. it's great. It's so great. This,
0: this is um and you've phone made
1: phone. this life. You've made this life through just moving forward and doing the best you can in those situations and uh, you have a great support group with your family and just a lot to look forward to which is great yes. a great job and it's just nice yes. you've done incredible things right.
0: there are some things in life that you cannot you know you cannot do anything about like TMT. yeah i think that there are a lot of other things that you can actually impact you can choose how to pass through these hardships you can choose how to look at it and i think It's, it's easy for me to sit here and say, Oh, think positively, think like this and think like, think like that. I know that it's easier said than done, but I think that once you take those small steps and start looking at it from different angles, you know, and think positively, I think that's the start. That's the thought. It's not going to come all at once, just smaller steps. That's right. Um, And take each day at a time and
2: you'll be able to deal with whatever comes up. You've
0: dealt with so much more in your past. And it's not going to be easy, but it, it will come eventually. Even now, I have my fears, and I think it's normal to have fears.
2: Absolutely. Oh, Otherwise, definitely.
0: It will be strange. Have you ever mm. met someone else with CMT? No, I haven't. I would love to, but I haven't, to D- be honest. So
2: would you like to meet someone with the same type of CMT you have? It doesn't matter, to be honest, if it would be the same type or not. Okay. Well, sure. I have both options and I'll talk to you about that right. later, but I've been <laughs> doing a little great. research to get you hooked uh, up here. There we go.
1: That's <laughs> awesome, Lizzo.
2: It's the <laughs> time to end the isolation and join our community. Yes. And we have people that would love to meet you.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: That sounds great.
1: That's, That's excellent. I mean, it's great. It's just so nice having you on the podcast. And Lizzo, is it time for the crazy questions?
0: Yeah, I
2: think it's time for the crazy questions. Take the first
1: one. <laughs> you want me to take the first one? Okay. All right. So Lizzo comes up with these questions and she allows me to read one, or, one of them, All but right. they're, they're pretty off the wall. So just get ready. Okay. What would you do if you found a penguin in the freezer? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is my first reaction. <laughs> I don't know how she thinks of these
1: things, but... They're...
0: <laughs> oh, in the freezer. And yeah. would it be alive still?
1: But, I don't know.
0: Um, do
2: do? If I found a penguin in the freezer probably not living in. let's
1: say it's anymore. alive
0: <laughs> oh okay okay well it's a tough question i have never right. thought about it, I would do about
1: it. <laughs> you have Oh, not surprised
0: <laughs> yeah well it's a common thing happening right
1: yes well, yeah it happens all the time it right. never
0: <laughs> happened to me though well to be honest i would scream in panic i think okay that was the to I scream in panic um, and shut and right. the door and keep him in uh, there shut the door. <laughs> yeah yeah yes
1: and call ludwig
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes whoever that is I don't know who that is but
1: I right. yes. <laughs> all
2: right Lizzo well the second one's not that crazy but, no, but I decided to have a kind of serious question so what's one question you would have liked to answer in this podcast but we didn't ask the question
0: oh wow this one is a tough one
1: we covered a lot of ground wow. too so
0: yes it is so what would I want you to ask me yeah that, that we, we did not it? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't have that in. That's okay. The I'm, yeah. I'm not How about sure. did you ever
1: slide? play tennis?
0: Yes, I do. I go. do play tennis. I have All another right, question. How yes? would
2: you explain the color yellow to someone who's blind?
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I would say that it's a warm tone. It's warmer. Well, that's a tricky question. How would you it do is. that? It is. Fine. and So you cannot say that. It's like a flower. You cannot say that. I think that start, um, though, it's warm. That's good. It's, it's good Because I think it's mean, sunshine. Warm, and, warm yeah. tone, yes, yeah, sunshine. And if you're blind, you wouldn't know that the sun is no. yellow as well, right? Right. And then you would say, it's like the sun. It's yellow.
1: I'm good feeling answer. just I like it. warm
0: like that. This is awesome. Yeah. It's
2: just a warm toning
1: All right. Well, Lizzo, <laughs> I think we need to wrap it up.
2: But you've been wonderful. Thank you so much for Camilla, this interview. Thank you. I feel like you Thanks gave a lot back me. to
1: myself as well. So me it too. makes me think of what I should be thinking about and doing as challenges come forward in my life too. Absolutely.
2: So, the choice. We
1: have awesome. a choice. Yep.
0: Yes, we have a choice. That's for sure. Thank you so much. And let's thank keep you, in touch. Thank huh? you for having me. Let's keep in touch.
1: Y- yes. Sierra, I do want our listeners to know that like, this is video recording and it is 11:37 in Sweden, p.m. And for Lizzo, it's 2.37 p.m. in California. And Lizzo looks like she (laughs) has been awake... (laughs) for 24 hours and Camilla only like an hour. So that's right. You would think you would think Lizzo, it's like 1am she- <laughs> it's 1am in California.
2: You're so right. <laughs> so Lizzo, if someone <laughs> wants to,
1: to follow us on social media, where do they go?
2: <laughs> well, we have a Facebook page, CMT for me podcast on Facebook. Yep. And also we have Instagram. We're on Instagram, CMT for me podcast. And to our listeners, do you have a good story? Would you like to be a guest on cmt for me podcast? If so, let us know. Info at cmtausa.org. Pitch us your story and we'd love to have you.
1: Awesome. And don't forget to leave us a stellar review so we can reach more folks. One way to leave a review is to go to Apple Podcasts or go to, here we go pod page. Yay. I said it. Leave a review there. Usually I go pod. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> right. That's a tough one. Pod page. Pod page. So
2: that URL is podpage.com slash CMT for me. So there's so many places to listen to our podcast, to get updates, to leave reviews. Do it. Leave reviews. Please. And thank you so much, Camilla and Chris. Yes, thank this you. Is- and Thank one of you. my favorite, most I favorite interviews. I'm very just touched by your whole story and your right, dedication everyone. and
1: persistence. Adios, Lizzo, and you know, adios, Camilla. You know what? Oh. I know a little Swedish too. Go ahead.
2: Edo, is that right? <laughs> Eido? <Yes. Hey-do>. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hey, Thank gosh. you so much. <laughs> <Vissar>. Bye. <Goodbye>. Adios. <laughs>